Well, uh, I guess we'll just roll into it since we're already we're already <laughs> yeah. sit, we're already here. All the gold is left <laughs> on the cutting room floor. Uh, welcome back to uh, the Lilac City Comic Con official podcast. Th- that order's always changing. I don't know if it's called the pod the official podcast of the Lilac City Comic Con, whatever I already said. But it's a podcast for coming. It's coming out monthly to talk about everything that's going on at Lilac City Comic Con. Before we get into our special guest today, Nathan, who and what, and other things. That's not how I meant to ask that question, but like, what's going on? Like, what update us on what's going on with Lilac City Comic Con? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Uh, we're super excited that we just recently announced our uh, four cosplay guests for this June mm. show. And even more um, proud to say that all four of them are local. Oh, nice. Here uh, from the Inland Northwest. And so... That's really important to us that, you know, in addition to bringing in talent from all over the place, but we're also highlighting local talent as well, whether it's uh, artists, writers, or crafters uh, in this place, cosplayers, Mm -hmm. you know, so we've got uh, the world's tallest Spartan uh, who has joined us in the past. So it's been a while though. Um, He's seven foot five in the Spartan costume, which is insane. (laughs) That's crazy. And it's hilarious. Like if you go to his Instagram page, and look up any of his little uh, uh, TikToks and, and stories that he posts just to see people's reaction when, when he walks past. They do like a double take and all <laughs> of a sudden, you know, the, not just there's somebody walking past them in, in, in the Spartan costume, but they're just towering above him. I get it. He's a, like a Spartan from like Halo. Exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> Man, no, I, I guess that's, that's fair to clarify. <laughs> you know, when you say Spartan, you know, he's not uh, Zack Snyder. See, I, you know? I saw his photo and I thought it was like the 500 or oh, like, like, that's 300, 300. 300. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a sequel. There were two hundred yeah. before they started. <laughs> I'm right. counting the women. I don't. Uh, There's this movie. It's called Meet the Spartans. It's really high quality. <laughs> I highly I not don't think recommend you know it. what high quality is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, world's tallest Spartan, Cryptic Soda, Captain Boons, uh, Ashley, and her daughter Ava Greer. They are all tremendous supporters of Lilac City Comic Con. They've been coming for years at on and off o- over time. And I wanted to um, essentially show my appreciation for all their support, uh, both coming to the show as well as always sharing and promoting and talking about uh, the show on social media. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to feature these these four individuals, yeah. five technically, and uh, and make sure that they get their 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 moment to shine. Nice. Do they get to compete? So that was actually <laughs> that came yeah. up. No, uh, did it? Okay. Because we had one without naming names say that. They wanted, they were interested, and then said that they would rather compete. Mm. And then we had another one that wanted to make sure that they weren't, you know, stepping on any toes. And we said yes, you know. And so I think the difference of what we agreed upon, because we've had other cosplayers in the past that have come to Spokane that, mm. you know, may, may have charge an appearance fee. Yeah. We're, we're providing accommodations. We're giving them, you know, things that go with being... Right. A guest from out of town. It mm. wouldn't be fair to like have Robert Downey Jr. come in the Iron Man costume and then go, "Can I join <laughs> the contest?" Right, right, <laughs> right, right. So with them, you know, they're local. They're still, you know, making their outfits themselves. Mm. As long as they follow the rules, I mean, I, yeah. Because I'm not 
paying them to begin with, you know. Right. You know, so, so. I think I think it's fair. If they want yeah. to, they're welcome to. For sure. Yeah. I think it's actually a disadvantage for them because other people can look at their website and see what they're wearing. Mm, and then, okay, no, I have to point. up that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, we're we're sitting here with the the host of the cosplay contest, Burr Martin. Uh, he's our our, you're our first that's, guest. That's the enthusiasm I want <laughs> yeah. when I walk into a room. Just one person. Woo! One woo. <laughs> uh, you have been a part of Lilac City Comic Con for a, a number of years. Do you know how many years exactly? We're working on 10 years. Wow. So since yes. 2013 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or that 2014. I, I don't know how what? years work. And I believe back... Was it SCC? Right. Was yeah. yeah. Oh, so SCC. you were at, you were back at the SCC days yeah. before mm-hmm. it, you went big time and are at the convention center now. So how did you get in? How did you and Nathan hook up to? <laughs> well, to we hooked up in San Diego. <laughs> we don't talk about how that. Did you, how, <laughs> how did this friendship and how did this uh, partnership happen? I mean, I have a fuzzy memory, so anything I say, just take with a grain of salt. But well. You came to our very first show that we had right. in 2007. You're only 501st person. Our only 501st, and arguably, I would say you're our very first cosplay guest or first cosplayer maybe we've ever had at the show. That was uh, that oh, was out front of Gonzaga? Was, or, oh, 07. Oh, so, yeah. At Gonzaga. Yeah. And, and, and a tiny room. You could throw yeah. a rock all the way across. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So you've been going to Lilac City Comic Con for longer than you've been like right. a part of it. Okay. I don't even know how I knew you. I just kind of showed up and and I think that was it. Maybe through Merlin's. Maybe through I worked Merlin's. At Merlin's yeah. comic shop oh, for okay. like twenty years. So Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. That's and I would frequent there and Yeah. yeah. So maybe that and, was it. And we hosted some events there. Right. Uh and and also through the 501st. Yeah. For years yeah. having the 501st local uh, Havoc squad come and still to this day participate and and e- exhibit and wear their finest. You What's know. a Havoc squad? So they are the official. Yeah, that, Star so Wars. that's like the squad. So each city, if you have enough people, you can have a squad. Um, like the Garrison Titan is basically all of kind of the Pacific Northwest. Mm. And then. Uh, just kind of the Spokane area is Havoc Squad. Okay. So it's just kind of them. So if you live in Spokane and you want the 501st to show up, you would look up them instead of like, you know, contact somebody from Indiana. Hey, can you guys come to Washington? Right. Interesting. So, Burr, how long have you been in Spokane? Like, what's your history of Spokane? When did you, like, you said you worked at Merlin's for 20 years. I did. That question, much like everything, every answer <laughs> I'm going to give you is a mixed bag. Okay. Um, up until I was probably 10 or 11, I traveled to every state because my mom and dad worked on the horse racing circuit. Oh, wow. Like, Playfair Race Course yeah. and, and, and all over. So I was uh-huh. basically every state. Ex- I'm talking here. I'm talking. That's so rude. <laughs> I, uh, except Alaska and Hawaii. So followed them around, um, and then kind of sat roots in Otis Orchards, mm. um, moved in, moved to Spokane, got married, moved back out to Otis Orchards, only like a, a mile away from the house that I grew up in. And now I just live in like Newman Lake. Oh, nice. Um, so, I mean, it, give or take since I've been 12, 13. Wow. 
So you're you're yeah, that's pretty it's that's a, a lot. lot that's a long time it's if a you're lot. if you're if you're born in the decade I think you're born in you've been here a long time then uh, the, <laughs> the freeway was fifty five oh man <laughs> and when they raised it to sixty five I went they're insane there's no way the and short then, answer a long time yeah, yeah. and the North South Freeway was just getting built yes just, uh, <laughs> they put their first cone out <laughs> um, so and other people who are familiar with you and who are maybe not oh, so familiar with you. Vodka. Wow. <laughs> you are known as the selfie dad on Instagram, Twitter, uh, famously back in 2017, about five years. Yeah. yeah. And then it kind of, and then I beat that horse for another two. After that. <laughs> uh, and you were famous for this, basically dressing up as your daughter, like doing basically cosplay of your daughter. And, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And taking uh, selfies that she was taking of herself and just kind of basically making fun of her, but it's it's the yeah, loving how we, way. How we tease each other. She lived in Cheney, and so okay. we didn't get to like see each other a lot, and mm-hmm. and so I just kind of tease her that way. And and one time she uh, dressed up with like in a, like a white tank top, the famous the famous photo if you mm-hmm. click on it. Yeah. Um. And my wife came home that day threw a white tank top at me and said, you've got to copy Cassie's latest photo because it's so funny. So did, was that something you had done be, a lot before? I did a couple. Um, and I just kind of put them on her Facebook. It wasn't to get flat. Like, right. that's a people. Like, I've gotten comments from people like, oh, well, their whole gimmick is they're comedians. No, we didn't plan on going viral. It right. just happens. It just happens. Yeah. And so, yeah, I posted a couple on her Facebook page. Um and just, I would like, I, I would sometimes leave afterwards, I would leave them as Easter eggs. I would post one and then I would wait for people to go, Cassie did it. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, just the right hashtag at the right day. And I came home at, from work and my wife's eyes were like the size of eggs. And she was like, you are not going to believe how many hits this is getting. That's and, amazing. And like the next day we were getting calls from Australia, New England, like flew to LA twice and Tennessee. Yeah. And yeah, it would just... Roller coaster just kind of blew up. It yeah, did, yeah, very it much did. so. Uh, yeah, it's everyone's. It's my. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I post so much on, in, like Instagram on social media is like maybe something will blow up. It is. It, <laughs> it's, it's that. It's got to be that perfect storm, right? And then boom. That's how everybody gets there. Uh, and so now you're. I, I don't really. There was, there's not really a great transition from that. The way I was going to transition from that though was to talk about you do host the the costume contest the cosplay costume contest at lilac city comic con how many years have you been doing that for um is that 10 years too yeah that's 10 yeah yeah man uh i uh and, and this part i kind of do remember it was a late night and you were mentioning the 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 costume contest and your host had to drop out and i was like <laughs> i'm just gonna ask him right and it was like late night we were sharing a hotel room in San Diego Comic Con, and I and I was like, I'm just gonna ask if I can do it. I just kind of you did that nonchalantly. Yeah, I'm just saying if you, you need a host, uh, <laughs> and then like the whole day, I'm like, oh come on, man, come on, yeah, yeah, come on, say yes, yeah, say yes, say yes, please say yes. <laughs> oh, where did this all come from? Like your comedy? Like I know, like I, I, have you dabbled in stand up or any like anything like that? Or I have. Yeah. Um, my 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 very first stand up, I opened for Carrot Top. Really? I, no, I didn't know it, and he didn't know it either. Oh, really? Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I was at SCC, and I was actually taking uh, law enforcement classes, which, you know, <laughs> that, <laughs> that worked out. Um, and I was sitting in the cafeteria because Carrot Top was actually supposed to come to the cafeteria, mm. and he was late. And so everybody knew that I did jokes and everything, and so a bunch of 
large law enforcement people shoved me on the stage uh, and I started doing like 10 minutes of an act. And then I look over at the side and there's carrot top doing this. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm not going to open for carrot top. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, it just kind of been from there and I've done some talent shows and I've done, I, I did a I dabbled in some stand up at the, the comedy club here in mm. town. Um, but I just like hosting more. Yeah. I, I like doing jokes off the cuff. I like, I like guys who work the audience mm. instead of memorized jokes. Yeah. Um, those are my favorite storytellers. And I just, I like giving people that 15 seconds of fame when they come up on the stage. And, you know, I just, I want them to like, this is your moment, you know? And, yeah. and that's where I love doing is, is just having fun with the people that come up on the stage and the audience. Yeah. It's just more fun for me. It's such an, an important job to be like, to be an MC and to the warm up a crowd. Cause it really is like, if you have a bad MC, I've been at events when there's a bad MC and if there's a bad MC, it really does like bring the level down. Mm -hmm. Like, and it takes a lot yeah. for the, for who, the stand up to, or whoever performing to like get the crowd back up. If, especially mm -hmm. if it's, uh, especially if it's stand up, <laughs> it's, a, it's a balancing act because yeah. you've got to keep them happy, but you can't outshine the people you're bringing up. It's not your yeah. show. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not the, it's not the, hey, it's me hour. It's not, it's their show, but you've got to keep their attention. And so it, I mean, it's a talent. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially at the, at the, the costume contest, like when I, in our last episode, I was, we were talking about it and this isn't an, an event that lasts for a couple hours, right? Yeah. And we we're trying to <laughs> work on that. He's laughing because we got some, some criticism last year. Uh, you know, and, and we'd like to welcome special guest Rachel O'Brien to come in here and talk all about how I well <laughs> took a little too long <laughs> for uh, <laughs> to Chris's credit though, he's evolved with the cosplay contest as it's grown over the years. Mm. Because when we were first starting out and doing it, even I think year two was the first year that we ever introduced the idea and I think we had like 12 people compete. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so it was 12, it was 15. But really, over the years since you've taken over, it's evolved to the point where, I don't know, how 100, I mean. I mean, if you count uh, both sides, novice and, sorry, I'm going through puberty again. Um, if you count novice and expert, I mean, we've touched 200 mm -hmm. a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Wow. And yeah, and so we want to make sure, like you had said too, that we give people their moment to shine when they come up on the stage and mm -hmm. not just like, hurry up, you know, type thing. So they get introduced when you come up mm. and they have a walking order so we know, you know, there's method to the madness mm. and they're in the appropriate category and so they get introduced and what their character name is and get that opportunity. And then we have a professional photographer, staff photographer that takes their photo as well. So then that's on the Facebook page for them to share yeah. and have as a keepsake and whatnot and and i think where we're trying to improve and you know, as people will go to the website and, and look that you know we've now expanded to a third category mm. so then hopefully depending on people's um, skill level that they have a, an, an area that they maybe feel comfortable um, registering for and competing in mm. and then hopefully that also then that helps us streamline um, people in the right category and get people yeah. their, their due and yeah. and uh, kind of just I mean, we've worked away. on a cutoff point, yeah. but mm -hmm. a lot of people ask me like, you know, how come you guys don't prejudge to, to weed out and get the best ones? Mm. And I, and I've done those and it sucks. Yeah. Uh, mm. Prejudging is, is awful because you, you, like I did at Emerald Con, um, Emerald City and you go into a room and there's the three judges that are going to be there and, you know, and, and that's fine. They, they tell you this, that, and you could work on this and the other thing, but 
when you work really hard on something for a year or so, even mm. more, and then they go, mm, you're not good enough for us. And a lot of it is, well, because we're televised or because we have big sponsors, we can't use you. Uh, and that's more, mm. that feels more like you're trying out for a part and you didn't get it, yeah. but there's plenty of parts to go around. Right. So that's why we don't, I, I don't like the idea of prejudging. I yeah. like to at least give everybody a shot because you've worked yeah. hard on it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you don't want to just walk around the con and hope somebody takes your picture. You want to, you want your moment to stand on that stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we at least have to have a cutoff, but not a prejudge. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. So how did you're a cosplayer yourself, right? Burr? Mm-hmm. Like, and so, what was what was your first cosplay outfit? I mean, I don't know if it's I I guess the stormtrooper. I mean, my very mm. first one was like Halloween 1978. Okay. And yeah. my my mom helped me. I had a yellow turtleneck that we glued wires to the stomach oh, and man. I and gold plate that we put on there and then spray painted a Spider-Man mask gold for C3PO because oh, man. there weren't C3PO costumes yet. So that was that's, that was my very first that's one. Cool. Yeah. And then after that, I uh, my main one was probably either Ghostbusters or uh, a Stormtrooper. Um, mm. I secretly ordered the Stormtrooper outfit and I would wait for, I wanted to be the cool dad for my boy. Yeah. So I would wait till he would go to school and then I would quick dig it out and dremel and cut and glue. And then it was time for him to come back. I'd, you know, put everything away and then go get him at the bus and bring him home. And then the next day, take him to the bus, run home, start again. And then I just had one day where I had my wife go, oh, who's wow. at the door? And I, you know, was knocking on the door and answered it in like full stormtrooper costume. And you, you built know? that yourself? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man. Not easy. That that is not a, so. You kind of dated yourself by saying that you bought you not you dress up as C three C three PO before the costume ever existed. Like, where did your like fandom or like I, I want to say nerddom? I don't like using that oh, word, but like I've always been a nerd, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know where it came from yeah. because like my brother knows cars. Um, my my mom and dad are raised like you know. My dad was from Tennessee. Mm. They're horses and, you know, and nature and all this stuff. And I was the nerd. I would rather, I would rather stay home and watch a Star Wars marathon than go camping. Yeah. So I don't know where it came from because it's a kind of always been there, but. Did you go, you went and saw, so you, but you saw the original in the theaters. I mean, uh, I saw the original at a drive-in. Oh, wow. Uh, with That's my awesome. Friend. And then the, like the next day we <laughs> took our allowance and went to, um, I saw he lived in uh, Coeur d'Alene and Kmart was just a little walk away. And so we saved our money. We went up there and we got these hard plastic glow in the dark swords. And that was. <laughs> so for our audience at home, there used to be this department store called right, Kmart. Called Kmart. <laughs> kind of similar to like a Walmart or a Target. They no longer exist. So uh, you can look them up. There's a big U-Haul in the old one here they're in Spokane. Usually, they're yeah, usually exactly. right behind movie theaters that used to be churches. So that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's a whole so other story. Uh, so you saw the first, you saw Star Wars here in Spokane or in the, the region then? I saw I saw Star Wars at a, at a drive-in in Coeur d'Alene. Okay. And then I saw Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi at the UA Cinema, which um, I don't know. It's it's right next to Kmart, the old Kmart, which is, but I don't know what it is now, even. I don't know if it's still there. Oh, in Sprague? Yeah. It's, and then it, well, it's now a, a U-Haul. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. Oh, there's and, a theater. There was a theater. There was right a there. theater, and then, it, and then it turned into a church, and I don't know if it's still a church now. Oh, yeah, it is still a church. It's behind, like, some kind of discount yep. grocery store. Yeah, next so, to a weed store. So, yeah, <laughs> we we walked from Playfair Racecourse, um, 
to the UA Cinema and stood yeah. in line. And I mean, it was a long line because if you've seen it, it has ramps on both sides, mm-hmm. and the line went all the way down and around. And, yeah. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, I grew up in on the north side of Spokane, and we had Newport Cinema. Okay, and yeah. so I would and like my first like big like nerddom experience of like waiting in line for a movie was Phantom Menace. And like, oh, okay. and waiting in line for that was like, it was, it was great. Cause I it was me and my friends swapping at Newport cinema cinemas. And then like, but it was crazy. And that was, that was probably my first like waiting in line experience for a movie. I think and, my, my first waiting in line for it was black hole at the Fox or not oh, the Fox, mm. the uh, Garland. Oh, oh, wow. When it was an actual... Maximilian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, There used to be so many theaters in Spokane and so many independent... Well, I don't know if they were independent, but they were just... They were all sprinkled everywhere, like yeah. lions, and then there was one a couple there blocks the, away, like on... There Division. was the uh, Magic Lantern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was around, which I saw Star Trek three, and it was like a movie theater. I'm going to say the size of this room, mm-hmm. and, and like like just regular speakers you would buy for like a, like a, <laughs> like a record player. Player, just oh man, the, like the old Magic Lantern before it like be, that, yeah. that's a new location. Oh yeah, right? there was like yeah. maybe eight rows, yeah. maybe. Yeah, and then Magic Lantern became didn't become a dirty adult theater, or is uh, that or is that the Fox? Uh, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was Dishman. Oh, um, which turned into Deja Vu. And the reason I remember that is because <laughs> the month it turned into Deja Vu, there was a used car lot kind of in the back, just some crappy cars. And I remember driving by, and they had a 19 uh, ambulance that was they used for Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. Like that model. They had sitting behind that theater, and I pulled back there and, and to look at it, and I'm like, everybody's going to think I'm looking at this dirty bookstore. <laughs> and the nerd part of me is, I'm looking at this car. Right, <laughs> that's funny. Rusted out, and no engine, but I was just like, can I buy it? Can I buy it? <laughs> so what was your first cosplay experience going to like a con then? <sighs> Man, because there's been... I. I or I should ask, what was your first con? Like what, that's what I'm trying to think. That's what I'm trying to think yeah. of. I, I guess it would be it would have to be one here in Spokane. Mm. Um, I guess my first biggest one was Emerald City. Okay. Um, and that was that was weird for me because I have sometimes I can get a lot of anxiety, mm. and so I had my my regular clothes and my costume, and then I went to the bathroom and I changed the costume, but I kept my regular clothes with me because I thought. I, if this is, feels weird or if I get freaked out, I'm going to run back and change it in my regular clothes. So. <laughs> what was the costume? It was just it was just Ghostbusters. Oh, it was just, just a jumpsuit because yeah. I, I was too chicken to wear anything. And then, of course, now I I don't give a crap. And everybody's seen me in a, my man boobs in a tank top so on <laughs> Google. So it doesn't matter anymore. I'll, uh, so I know you, you two are attending San Diego Comic-Con this mm-hmm. summer. Uh, I know you don't do cosplay much. Are you going to cosplay at San Diego? He does the perfect J.J. Abrams. I don't know if you've seen. <laughs> that used to be a good joke like six years ago, but now J.J. Abrams players. hasn't poked out his head out. Blind you. <laughs> no one even knows what he looks like anymore. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, be, yeah. I, have, I have been... Trying to figure something out. Okay. You did last I, time we went. I did. And yeah. I feel weird now okay. going to a Comic-Con and not having at least something. Yeah. At least like a weird shirt or something. Mm. I feel weird just going in normal clothes now. Yeah. That's what you said, is that you have your shirt game yeah. for cons. 
That's not. A, that's not. Oh, is that? I guess it is Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic Park. Man. Yeah, you. It's you can barely see it. <laughs> Those are my see, favorite types yeah. of uh, uh, prints. My friend yeah. has one that looks like that, and it's like all weed like leaves. Mm-hmm. And I like I wouldn't know it's weed leaves without really looking at it. But it, yeah, that's awesome. Um, Clever girl. Do you uh, <laughs> do you dress up when you're when you're emceeing the uh, the costume contest? Uh, I do. Um, and and like uh, it was like five six years ago, I was trying to decide on a costume, and one was like one that I'd worked on for a long time. And my wife even said, "You know, it's not about you, right?" And so I was like, <laughs> "Okay." I, so oh, I do dress up, but I'm not full out lights and and shining and beeping and I, like I. I, I layer it down, but yeah, we can arrange that. I, I'm not going to outshine, right? You know, okay, you're not you're not entering in, into right, the right. The it's not. It's yeah. And also, I've got to move around and a lot, and, and sometimes help people upstairs. And so yeah, <laughs> your your wife and my wife would get along because my wife tells me that all the time. She's like, Brendan, it's not about you. And I'm like, What is my podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you also are a you host panel. Am I saying this right, Nathan? Like. Is it? Do you you host panels at the at the con? Moderate, moderate, moderate. That's what it is. Uh, And you have you been doing that for the last ten years as well since you started working more directly with the con. You've done like some trivia ones and some game show like win my stuff and win yeah yeah. So during the the cosplay contest uh, the three judges will go and try to deliberate and mm. stuff and so i'll try and throw something in the middle there just just to keep the audience's attention because before it was i was just up there so <laughs> what's your name and where you come from what do you do for a living like waiting for the judges to come back uh, so I'm, I'm trying to put something in there because it, sometimes it takes them a good 10 15 minutes to, to decide mm-hmm. mm. so i i should this is a question for you nathan uh when you what, there's a lot of different types of panels. Like, and I, whenever I think of a panel, I just think of an interview with like uh, the guests that are at mm-hmm. at the con. Like, but what other type of panels do you do? It sounds like you do game shows and and yeah. other live podcasts. I hear. Right, right. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, yeah, no, we've done podcasts. We've done. Yeah, traditionally, it starts with uh, you know, like who's our guest lineup, and then we're gonna feature them for uh, a main stage panel okay. that typically draws the most people that want the opportunity to hear them talk, whether mm. it's a retrospect of their career, mm. what they're currently working on. We try to allow time for them to, to take Q&A, you know, from uh, the audience. But then we'll do uh, instructional panels as well, too. Mm. Oh, like, so for the, like for artists? With artists, writers. Mm. Uh, we've had people uh, talk about, you know, like how to boost your portfolio or uh, how to break into the comic book industry, gotcha. you know, things like that. And, uh, and then also a lot of cosplayers as well will host their own panels mm. and they'll do it either individually or collaborative. Uh, and they'll talk about, you know, tips and tricks, you know, for people that are trying to get started. Mm. How to work know. with certain materials. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. People do leather work uh, demonstrations wow. and things like that. Yeah. I so. did one on a, uh, a Star Wars movie that I made. Mm, that that's was right. just a full on self plug, by the way. <laughs> no, just, it's no great. Way. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I did a little panel. Like we showed mm. the movie and then I told them how he, you can make this movie. Like I did it for under ten bucks. Oh wow! So, so yeah, I was. I, sh- I just assumed that maybe the the panels that you hosted were um, interviews. But what type of panels have you done at Black City Comic Con? I mean, the game shows, the movie thing. That was. And you do this all. You come up with it all yourself. Like this. Is, oh yeah, yeah. Do you do, I, do, you do trivia in Spokane? I don't. Okay. I, I rarely it because it, it. I live like a forty minute drive away from oh, Spokane. Okay. So. It, 
like even doing the comedy club, which I love doing. Right. I'm like, I have to plan my whole night around driving and right. driving back. And oh well, thank you for coming out to doing the podcast. <laughs> well, I, I don't have a regular job now, oh. so that's you know, like before I had a regular job, I got to get up at five in the morning, and so I can't be out till eleven at midnight. Right. What's your regular? What, I mean, what's you have a irregular job? Uh, I, I worked in a warehouse. I walked around a cement warehouse floor for like seven miles a day. Oh, wow. Um, for about six years, six to seven years. And I did inventory where ice cream was. So I had to wear a jacket my entire time at zero degrees. Wow. And it sucked. Yeah. Um, and then my wife fell into pet transport. Oh. Um, she breeds Boston Terriers and she would go to a show and somebody would like, hey, if I give you like uh, like a hundred bucks gas money, can you bring my dog to the show? And she's like, yeah. Slowly got bigger and bigger. And then it got big enough where I could quit my job. And when she's out on the road doing transport, I'm looking for jobs. Or if she wants to stay home, I will take a dog somewhere. And Oh, so. interesting. That's that, like kind of like what, uh, well, they didn't really, tra- like I'm thinking of Dumb and Dumber when they had, <laughs> but they were just trans. Yes, our band does not look like a giant <laughs> dog. That's what you're getting <laughs> at. It's a shagging <laughs> way. It's a shagging <laughs> way. Right? Uh, but uh, so, yeah, like have you have you interviewed, like what, what has been like your best, pan- most favorite panel that you've hosted at the Lilac City Comic Con? That's what I should ask. I mean, the cosplay contest is really, I can't. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did like the movie one because it was a lot of fun watching people watch because the movie was playing behind me. Mm. And so I got to watch the people watch my movie. Mm. And that was pretty cool. That mm. is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a couple of uh, uh, girls that are in it um, recorded themselves watching it at home. <laughs> and I still have that on my phone. I know it sounds creepy, but <laughs> it was fun watching their reaction. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it. Do you like, so do you. Like, can we watch this? Like, oh, this? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Okay, um, cool. I, I do a lot of weird little movies, especially like if if my wife's gone because I get embarrassed because okay. I'm doing it. Um, yeah, I've got a Star Wars one called Family, a Star Wars story. Uh, I've got a Ghostbusters one called Good Boy. Um, it just became my my anniversary. Uh, I think about this month. So years ago, I worked on a radio station and I had a lot of free time on my hands mm-hmm. and. I would sometimes like later. I was working graveyards too, so mm. a lot of times I would bring in a bunch of stuff, and I did three stop motion movies that are about fifteen minutes long with Star Wars guys. Mm. And I think like the first one has about it's working on two thousand, like one point seven thousand views. Oh my gosh! Um, and it's just stop motion. One, the first one is called Smuggler's Blues. Uh, the second one, I think it was called uh, To Live and Die on Tatooine. And then the last was like the last shootout or something like that. But yeah, I did a trilogy. So, but I would bring the stuff into the radio station and film it while I was there. That's working. What, what were, was it local? Yeah, I worked for uh, I worked at uh, Citadel, which got bought out by Mableton. Oh, okay. Um, KGA, KGRB. KG- like sometimes I was there by myself. Yeah. Um, KGRB, KGA. Uh, the one up on the hill. Yeah. Up on uh, Fifty Seventh. I think yeah. Cat Country. Yeah. Now they're owned by somebody totally different, but I think, but yeah, it's, uh, that's funny. I, how long do you do that for? Uh, I did that for about, well, it, I did it for about 15 years. Um, I met a guy who had a show on the weekends that I produced. I was always producing shows on the weekends okay. because I was the guy that could fit into anywhere. Mm. Um, I did a NAS, I produced a NASCAR show. I know 
zero about NASCAR. <laughs> and they would have me pick a winner for the next race, and I would always win. And I don't know how I was doing. <laughs> I would pick like I like the M and M's because I eat, so I, I picked the M and M car. And they'd have to tell me, "Well, that's number seven and this, you know." And then I would win. And um, but that's awesome. When I when I got laid off of there because everything became automated, um, mm. he went to I forget the name of the the other radio station Ra- down uh, Sprague. Oh. Uh, uh, it's not radio, but what that radio spoke that's the one on the hill. But it's uh, iHeartRadio. Oh, is yeah, that? okay. Yeah. So yeah, so he went there and did it, his show, and then we did a podcast for a while. So technically, like seventeen years with radio. Oh wow! Which I knew zero of. Yeah. Um, I owe it all to the Dixie Chicks. Uh, <laughs> Why is that? Because well, I. It, they uh they said something about George. This is this is dating me, man. Good. They said something about George Bush, and okay. so the country music mm-hmm, stations mm-hmm. wouldn't air their stuff. And I didn't know. I didn't. I just looked it up, and it's like, oh, I wonder what this is. I looked it up. I said, apply for application while I was on the radio station website. And I'm like, cool. Did it? Applied. Almost got the job. Um, because because they said, okay, if unless we go to war, you've got the job. Went to Desert Storm. And so I was on hold for like six months, and then they call me up. I'm like, "Yeah, do you still want it?" And I'm like, "Yeah," because we got a guy who had a lot of money riding on a on a uh, on a basketball game. Forgot his mic was on. F oh, and dropping <laughs> bombs and all. And so they had to let him go. And okay. so I went to his place. And yeah, that's how I started. I knew Ooh. nothing about radio and. They gave me like a 10 minute, this, this, and this, and I was alone in a studio. That and you're doing on airs and you're on air stuff. And, uh, yeah, like doing the commercials while they're doing live games. And oh, yeah. Wow. I had no idea. This is not in your Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think um, I think, do I have a Wikipedia? I don't think you I don't do. Think I think I worth is like 45 million. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think I tried to do one and I'm like, this is hard. I'm old. And I just gave up. Um, what excites you about um, pop culture today and like what is currently out there and like in the ether? Like it doesn't have to just be, I'm going to ask you about the Comic-Con after this, but like, just like, I feel like we're in such a unique time because like, I just finished Last of Us, the show last week, and now we're watching Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. There's so and there's so much other stuff in pop culture. Like, but what's exciting you about what's going on in pop culture right now? Oh, um, I, it's such a people have gotten spoiled. Yes, and I think I've become cynical. Like the older <laughs> I get, because. I saw people complain so much about last week's Mandalorian episode, mm, and, and right. I mean, I'm so I'm sure we're not about it because it's been a week. Right. So it was like, you know, ten minutes beginning and ten minutes end of the Mandalorian, and yeah. in the middle there was a giant story about two characters from season one, mm. and Doctor Pershing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I really liked it. Oh, me too. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. It was amazing. It was and I finally had to hide, unfollow the Mandalorian stuff online because it was just and i'm like do you realize when i was growing up we had two ewok movies <laughs> like that was and that was like whoa yeah. like they sucked and we knew they sucked but they were still ewoks and we were like this is awesome yeah and now there's like you get up on wednesday and it's star wars day you've yeah. got bad mm-hmm. match you've got mandalorian you've got star trek picard tomorrow Ooh, right. i mean there's more stuff like, I don't watch a lot of stuff because I can't. I don't have the time. Right. And, like, 10, 15 years ago, 
you were begging to watch some mm-hmm. nerd thing. Mm-hmm. And now they made The Boys. I mean, yeah, who right. would have thought they could yeah, make The Boys into sure. like a, <laughs> a regular show people would watch? And it's a hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just the, the fact that there is everything for everybody out there. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. And that, I think that might be a, I mean, a reason, I mean, it's probably a big reason why Comic-Cons are so big now mm-hmm. is just because there's so much out there to consume and there's so many people that you can invite to your conventions because like i think when people think of conventions traditionally you think of you think of uh why i can't think of uh stan lee like you think of stan lee like and that's like you think of mall rat i think of i think of mall Mm -hmm. rats Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. doing pop-ups and stuff like that but tell me about this thing oh wait (laughs) (laughs) Uh, never mind watch mall rats (laughs) watch mall rats yeah exactly Oh man! But I mean, that's been the interesting thing as the con has continued to you know grow long in the tooth. Yeah, we've seen these kind of waves of of pop culture where when we first started off, people didn't really know what a comic con is, and you occasionally still get people like Mm. that, and that's okay. It's not for everybody, but pop culture has become more mainstream. Yeah, it's been more widely embraced, and you know. Being a, a, a nerd, quote unquote, you know, is acceptable. You yeah. know, you think well, yeah, about yeah. For, for me, anyways, growing up in the 80s, you know, if you were a nerd, that's not a good thing. If you, <laughs> if you went to a Comic Con, you were getting beat up on Monday. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah. now you're like, oh, have you been to San Diego? Like, oh, people, yeah, sure. people everyone like, knows. Yeah. 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 No, it's so true. Like, it is true. Like, I used to keep, when I was in high school, this is not really, this is more pop culture, but like, I kept it a secret that I liked. In sync and Backstreet Boys, and I love pop music. Mm-hmm. And but like, if I was in telling people that in high school, I would have, I wouldn't get, I probably wouldn't get beaten up, but I would just considered odd. And like now, I'm like, now I'm into K-pop, and like no one even questions that I like K-pop. And so like, it is so true. Like it, it is so much more mainstream and so much more acceptable. And you are right. Like we are so, so, so. Not it's just like we're spoiled. so spoiled. We we're are. so yeah. spoiled. Absolutely. Like yeah. we just get so much. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you're and and then people get upset because it's then it's like, oh, they had to put a woke culture in, into the show or something like that. And like and that's the I and I really hate that side of fandom, mm-hmm. too. It's, well, it's very it's very I mean, toxic. Take a drink yeah. every time you see someone say Star Trek's woke now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Hi, new fan. It's 2023. We've been watching this right. since the 70s. Right. It's always been woke. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's so, tr- that's so true. But I mean, yeah, just to kind of like <laughs> think about two different perspectives here. You're talking about going to original Star Wars and you talk about going to Phantom Menace as mm. well. I mean, yeah, growing up. Would have never thought that we were going to get any other Star Wars movies oh, beyond yeah. the original trilogy, right? And then come you know ninety nine with Phantom Menace, you know, like good or bad, I didn't care. I was camping out too. Yeah, I'm, huh? I'm there. I'm I'm all in. I'm going for it. Yeah. And I was blinded by it for a while. Then I'm like, oh, this is so great. And then you start thinking about it, and it's like, well, it, maybe not as good as I, you know, as nostalgia, yeah. you know, it th- tells you it is when you but go back. And how watch many it. times did you watch the trailer online? Well, you had to wait for it yeah. to download a QuickTime right. first. Yeah. <laughs> right. But when it did, I mean, we had, we, were, we had it like just at Merlin's on the computer, just mm-hmm. ready to press mm-hmm. play because everybody was watching that trailer. Yeah. yeah. I've never asked you this. What was your first like big moment of like realizing you're a nerd? Oh, boy. That's a great question. Uh, when a girl in elementary school said, you're a nerd. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's multiple things. I mean, I, for me, it's probably deeply rooted in, in Star Wars mm. as well. So growing up in, in the 80s with Empire and Return of the Jedi, collecting the toys, yeah. trading the figures on the playground and, and cards, 
uh, my my neighbor would scare me with the Bosque action figure, you know, because I I saw the action figure before I saw the movie, so that that Mm -hmm. concept or whatever was scary to me, you know, being, I don't know, four years old. And and so just kind of being rooted in in Star Wars was really my thing. But then Mm. I have great vivid memories of going to see who framed Roger Rabbit in the theater? Oh. Uh, Batman '89 in the theater, and that just really like those those two movies like blew me away. Seeing yeah. those as a kid. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess it, I didn't feel like a nerd when I was like seeing Back to the Future Part Two for the first time, but like I think when I realized I was a little bit of a fanatic was when I went and saw a Matrix like seven times when sure. I was like a yeah, freshman sure. in high yeah. school. Like it was just like because it was still like it, you could get into the theater without having to have someone buy your tickets mm-hmm. or having a parent. And, um, (laughs) and, and, but I went and saw that movie seven times and like, that was my like moment, but no, it's, it's an interesting thing. Cause I, cause I feel like that's in everybody, but it's just a lot of people just don't admit it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, but yeah, no, it's, well, maybe I should, I I realized I was a true nerd when I named my son Link. And so like, (laughs) the one thing I'd miss though is going to midnight movies. Because mm. that used to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really true. You, know, yeah. you had to go to the premiere, you, you, you and that was that. like when like the hardcore of hardcore fans would mm-hmm. go because yep. you were going to midnight. You were going to the very first one, and everyone would be all in. Yeah, you know, good or bad, people would be applauding, booing, um, you know, jeering. You know, they were all all in, and that's I have a lot of fond I memories think, going I to think those. My first midnight was just Avengers. I think that sure was, oh, that was great. Uh, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah. When the Star Wars special editions. Mm-hmm. We're going to be released. Yeah. Mm. Um, we, I was working at Merlin's and we knew somebody who worked in the theater and he said, hey, we can't show it until midnight, but it's only going to be the people that work there and we can invite people. Oh. So did you want to go? And we're like, yeah. So it was me, John Waite, I believe Scott Englehart and Roy Cohen. And by our, by the first hour when they get off of Tatooine, I look over, I'm the only one awake out of those four. <laughs> <laughs> they were dead asleep snoring. That's awesome. Yeah, I went to the re-release of uh, Star Wars: The New Hope, and that was the first time I'd ever experienced cosplay in person. Oh yeah, I'd seen yeah. people dressed up as uh, Jawas mm-hmm. and Jedi's, and, for sure. and Darth Vader and stuff. And and you know, as the lights are dimming, people swinging around the lightsabers, you know, yeah. and those being illuminated. That was amazing. That yeah. was. A, I, I went and saw it at the old Lions Theater on the north side, and yeah, that was true. I, I, that was probably one of the first times I ever saw people in cosplay as well. And I just remember. I guess I'd seen it so many times, but like, even when that when the Death Star blew up, every the entire theater just erupted, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. was just like it was such an an experience, and I love those moments yeah. of like of fandom. I, I never realized the the line where Luke says, "Well, I'm gonna go to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters with my friends." That that was a funny line. <laughs> seeing it a million times at home yeah. on you oh know, yeah, on DVD, getting in that but family. seeing it in the theater, everybody erupted with laughter, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess that is pretty funny." You know, it's <laughs> a typical you know teenager. You know, he <laughs> said something that makes me what what movie? What's the first movie you can remember that you saw multiple times? Paid for multiple times. Paid in a for. Well, I could think of movies that I snuck into multiple times. Okay, but, snuck uh, in. Uh, I don't know. No, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure like they can't catch you for it now. So yeah. no, no, it's not. A, it's not. Well, it's a cult classic. Anyways. Is it Showgirls? No. no. 
Was it was it Porky's? <laughs> Starship Troopers. Oh yeah, I thought it was. Oh. I think it's awesome. It's a yeah. cool classic. It, you know, yeah, yeah, it it was awesome when it was. It had a little theater. bit of everything. It you was. Know, for yeah. a teenager, it was so you know? bloody violent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got everything yeah, for a teenager. Yeah, it does have everything for a teenager yeah. in it. That's funny. <laughs> I I definitely watched Star. I mean, I'll say it, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. It was like the it was the first movie I owned on DVD, mm. and I we had a. I don't know if we had a, I don't know if we had a, not a laptop. We had a computer that could play DVDs. And so I bought that on DVD and, uh, and it had like some deleted scenes that were really effing weird. There's like <laughs> one, like, and I'll just, this is a little graphic. There's one scene where like, literally like it's Casper Van Dien and like, um, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Denise Richards. Denise Richards. And they're in a park and they're just talking and he's like, like literally just like, like, massaging her breasts it's very it's very <laughs> odd it's so odd it's it, special features i've missed those on dvds i hope that's i hope this is the clip that you use when you <laughs> yeah, promote promote the show promote yeah the show. for sure can i tell you a weird story this is kind of off track but about yeah. casper van dien <laughs> so when we went to san diego there was uh, a brunette jennifer i want to say wenger and michelle perez uh there were wonder woman and supergirl mm. Big cosplayers. When I was growing up, like there was there was those two, and I think her name was like Ruby Red or something like that. Mm. But they were kind of the first ones to really like with Yaya Han and stuff. Like they really broke out. And we were sitting at a bar down in San Diego, and there they were. And I was like, Oh, can I have my picture with you guys? You know? And so I got my picture with them. And then I just found this out last year. Um, the brunette married Casper Van Dien. <laughs> He put all of his stuff on eBay for that he's like basically took from Starship Troopers. Like there was Starship Troopers uniforms and stuff he was putting on eBay to sell. <laughs> and then on if you go to TV, I think it's Amazon's TV or Freebie. Um, he's got a, a series and it's like Space Marine or something like that <laughs> with like a twenty dollar an episode budget. But he gets her on there, and I'm like, because the first episode, I'm like. How good is this? I bet he gets his girlfriend in there. And bing, there she is. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. But he was huge when Starship Troopers was. Yeah, yeah he was, was yeah. like the man. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie. There might be a future episode. For, I've done. Uh, I've, yeah. No, I've done Starship Have you Troopers done it already. I've done okay. Starship Troopers. Super Super 90s 90s bros. And Check it out. Plug, plug on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be at uh, Lilac City Comic Con. Um, yes. Well, this was. I love nerding out with people just because it's like. It's, I don't get to do it too much, and like it's what I do with my friend on my podcast. But it's, I can definitely see the the passion that you guys have for uh, cons and Lilac City Comic Con in, in particular. And but I want to ask you, Burr, like what, like, like for someone who has never, I've never attended Lilac City Comic Con. So for someone who's never attended, like why, why should you go to Lilac City Comic Con? Um, my my daughter has a lot of anxiety. Um, mm almost crippling sometimes, my youngest one. Mm. Um, and she has started to go. In fact, this year she texted me. She texted me like two weeks ago and said, when is when is it because I want to go? This is the first time she's texted me instead of me asking her if she wants to go. Mm. Um, because it's so accepting. Yeah, She was very fearful because you see these things like the crowds and, oh, it's packed and it's, you know, shoulder to shoulder and stuff. That's San Diego. Um yeah. This is more laid back. Everything is accessible. Mm. Uh, no one is there to like make fun of you. Mm. Everybody's like, like, even with like the the mask mandate, and 
you had two sides of people like masks are dumb and masks are fine. Mm. We had people wearing them and everybody was cool. Yeah, like twenty twenty one. Yeah, everybody was. Everybody that went there understood. We're all here for one reason, and I think that is just every year. Yeah. We're all here for one mm-hmm. reason: mm-hmm. is to nerd out. And so when you go, it's not like going to, I don't know, just at whatever convention. Yeah, where you're gonna have this like I love Fords and I love Chevys. This is everybody loves everything there. Mm-hmm. There's always a panel. There's always something going on. There's costumes to look at. There's like sell everything under the sun that you can think of. Mm. There's a seller selling it. So, I mean, it's it's a good time with your kids because your kids are having fun. And also you can go, oh, I remember that. Oh, this guy draws Fred Flintstone. Mm. I used to watch that as a kid. Yeah. Like you can you can still bond with your kids and go. So there's something literally for everybody. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm excited to go. I actually had a friend. He like reached out to me the other day. He's like, "Hey, can you help me do this thing on that weekend?" And I like went and looked at the weekend. I'm like, "Nope, got the, <laughs> I'm gonna be at the Atlantic City Comic Con." So I uh, I'm looking forward to it. If anybody wants to go buy tickets, buy them early now. Go buy them right now. Um, go to WW. And you gotta put it to WW. Do you gotta say that anymore? I, I, I still do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go to www.lilaccitycomic. No, it's lilaccitycon.com, and you can get your tickets there, and you can get them at Tickets West as well. Tickets West. If you're in Spokane, any of the comic book shops, yeah. Monkey Biz locally, uh, save on the convenience fee. Pop in there, pick up some tickets while they're still available. Yeah, do you have any other parting words for us, Nathan, director of the of the con? No, I'm really excited that. Uh, for having us again and inviting, you know, Burr Martin to come down and, Absolutely. you know, I want everybody to go online and get registered for the cosplay contest while it's still available. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to register. You still have to obviously purchase a ticket to attend and participate, but, uh, we, we want as many people to pre-register as possible. Right. Online. Right. I do not Please don't think you can do it at the last minute. Okay. Cause yeah. I absolutely, it, it tears me up when I have to go, We've reached the limit. Like I see somebody in costume walk up to the table 20 minutes before we're going to start and say, hey, can I sign up? And they can't. Yeah. It tears me up. I hate doing it. Yeah. So don't make me feel bad. So you, so you can <laughs> sign up at the event, but there is a cutoff at the event. There is a cutoff. So yeah, yeah. sooner yeah. the better. The sooner yeah. the better. And you have, and I think this is updated since the last time I've been on here, but you've also updated all the prizes for all the different categories. And and yeah, it's going to be, I'm, I'm, mostly excited to go experience this so it's a uh, lot of fun yeah yeah so well thank you all for joining me thank you burr for coming on and you. you know driving the 40 minutes from your house okay. to come here <laughs> I, you know what's funny when nate when nathan said he's running a little late because of traffic i was just like what's spokane there's no traffic i'm just like actually we're getting traffic and i don't like it <laughs> mm-hmm. really well yeah i appreciate you coming yeah. though yeah. so and uh thank you nathan again and yeah go to LilacCityCon.com to get your tickets. Peace. I said it's all about you and no one else I said don't you just want to love yourself Let me hear you sing it louder Don't you just want to love yourself I said it's all about
This is a production of Spokast Production Studios located in Spokane, Washington. Our city, our stories. And a big thank you to Jinx Universe for letting us use his song, Like Me, from his latest album, Make It Look Good. Peace.